2021. Isn't it wonderful? Aren't you excited? Anybody excited about it? Let's just be honest. Okay. One, Trish is excited. Two, three, that's me. All right, here we go. We have three people. And I'm, I'm guessing how many people are here. We have about 7,000 people in our auditorium this morning. So that's a very low percentage, amen? And um, so I want you to turn to Proverbs chapter 19. When my wife read this, she told me this is my life verse for 2020. It's an interesting verse. As you read it, we're going to read one verse, and that's it. Proverbs 19, 21. And if you know about my story, this is my life verse. So Proverbs 19, verse 21 says this. Let's look up here. It says, there are many devices in a man's heart. That's the first part she said. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Now, I really want to emphasize that first part. There are many devices in a man's heart. There's a lot of things going on. Amen. And you've got to pick and choose what you're going to do, and you've got to pick and choose the choices, where you're going to go, what, what you're going to say, where you're going to spend your money at. There's a lot of choices, but there's a lot of devices in there that really can affect you. But I like the last part. It says, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. That's an interesting part of the verse because sometimes I just read the first part, but the second part is the most powerful part of the verse because it says, listen, I can do everything I want and I can put things in my heart. I can do this. I can do this. I can like this, like that. But in all actuality, the only thing that's going to last is God. And I love knowing that it's the counsel of the Lord. Where do you get the counsel of the Lord? You get it through preaching, you get it through Sunday school, you get it through speaking to the Lord, you get it from other people. And here it's saying, listen, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. In fact, even when you look at the numbers up there, it looks like some of them are going to fall over. Amen? But 2021 is going to be a good year. We just got to trust in the Lord. Amen. So let's open with a word of prayer. I'm going to ask Randy if he'll pray for us. Amen. Whether you like this next slot or not, this is where we are. Ready or not, here it is. You can't change it. It's here. We can't change what's going to happen. The Lord knows exactly what's going to happen. He even knows, as I've said, on, December, on January 21st, He knows what's going to happen. He knows what's going to happen on, on this Senate race. He knows what's going to happen with the Electoral College. He knows all these things. He's not going to wake up and go, well, how'd they get to this point? Amen. He knows what's going on. 2021, you might not understand it, but God sure does. And I'm so thankful for that because I don't understand it. But I can still enjoy where I'm at. And so, 2021. I want to talk to you about what's upcoming in 2021 at, at Bible Baptist Church. This is kind of a, like a promotion right off the bat. Um, so you just follow along and then we'll get right in the message. But some of the things we're going to be doing in 2021 is we're going to do some construction stuff in here. And let me give you some illustrations of what we've got going. We've got some painting to do. How many of you like to paint? There's some painting that we're going to have someone do for us, but then there's some rooms. And, and I look at Holly and she's laughing because, Randy, you let her paint yet now or no? Okay. She, he used to not let her paint anywhere. Um, but she painted for us one time at the church. And now he's kind of opened that door. So... Um, you're welcome, Holly. And so um, when, I, when, I, when I think of some of the things um, that we're going to be doing, it's going to take some time and it's going to take some effort. 
And then the second thing is we're going to be remodeling some bathrooms. There's some bathrooms upstairs. How many of you had the privilege of going to the bathrooms upstairs? Okay, do you think they need some help? Okay, if you're a lady, you especially know that because those, those sinks need to be replaced and do some stuff. And so we're going to be doing that. And everybody likes this, this next one. Everybody likes to clean, right? All right. I wonder what my house would look like if I lived by myself. I think it'd look a lot different. But, since my wife is there, it sure is clean. Amen? Why'd you say that? Okay, all right. So, we've got some things, I don't even know what to say after that one, all right. Um, we've got some things we've got to do, and so that's in 2021. And you've thrown me all off, all right? So how can someone help with these things? Well, number one, there's, there's two, two ways you can help. We're going to raise some money for some of these projects. Um, have you priced paint at Lowe's lately? Very expensive. Um, very expensive. And some things we're going to do with the bathroom up there, it's going to take some money. And the second thing is, um, when we have these work days, get involved. You know, um, you don't have to work the whole time, but there's going to be some times when we work some stuff out and we need your help with it. So that's what's happening in the property-wise. In fact, we've already established we're going to paint that back building. It's all going to be one color. It's got about three different colors in it now because the paint's faded. But we're having a company do that because I don't want to get up on a ladder 30 feet in the air. Amen? Does anybody like doing that? I know Alan loves it. And so, no, he really doesn't. But well, let's, let's go right into 2021. What... 2021's giving, what, what's 2021 going to be for you? What was 2020? You don't really feel like it's a blur? I mean, there's so many things that have happened in 2020. You, I almost have to look at my calendar to figure out what day it is of the week. You know, I'm not going to tell you who it is, but there was, a, there was a family in this church that got up on Sunday morning and thought it was Saturday. I know who they are. I'm not going to single them out, but they thought it was Saturday. There's days when I get up and I think, what day is it? You know, we've had the hoodlum over at our house. You know, I'm telling you, she changes everything. I was like, she's coming back again this week for about four or five days. On Friday, we're picking her up and she's going to be here. And my wife informed me, hey, on Saturday, I'm not going to be there. She's all yours. I'm thinking cartoons and maple syrup and waffles that's all we're going to do we're going to watch that all day but you know when we when we think about what happened in 2020 and we're thinking about what's going to happen in 2021 it's the unknown it really is the unknown it's the unknown for us but it sure isn't the unknown for god so the theme this year for 2021 is it's called make room it's a picture up there and it tells everything we need to make some room. What do we need to make room for? We will make room for what we want to make room for. Amen? Amen? We will. And so, as the picture portrays up there, this is the manger. We need to make room for Him. Amen. So make room in 2021, and we're going to look at a couple stories in the Bible. I want you to see this. I want you to see the make room, and I want you to look at the first one. Here's, here's, here's one thing in 2021. People want answers. They want to know why, why, what's go, why is this going on? You know, have you ever heard this statement? Why would a God that loves people do what he did in 2020? How would you answer that? 
My God's still in control. He still loves me. Still loves you. He's just not like us. And aren't you thankful He's not like you? Do, you, do I need to talk to your spouse and ask him if, if that person would want God to be like you? You know, we, we look at this and 2021, they want answers. The pandemic. Why do we go through it? If someone in this room could just answer one simple question for me, I'd really be excited about it. How do you get it? I know Dr. Fauci doesn't know how we get it. It changes on a daily basis. I don't know how we get it. But it's there and it's real. I mean, I know of people that have, that have lost people that were dear to them. Some people I know are still on the ventilators. They're, they're still dealing with it. It's real, but I don't know how we get it. How can we answer questions like that? Well, there's a story in the Bible that this one man has a question. Let's go to it real quick. Let's go to Luke chapter 18. We'll, we're going to come back to Proverbs chapter 19 and Proverbs chapter 20 in just a second. Go to Luke chapter 18. And one of the most um, interesting questions and as we look at this, let's, let's just read it through Luke chapter. We're actually going to start in Luke chapter 18, verse 18. And it says, here's the question in verse number 18. It says, And a certain ruler asked him, saying, Good master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? Now he's asking the right person. But if someone were to ask you how you, how you have eternal life, how would you answer that? Well, watch how this story goes. Go to verse number 19. And it says this, and it says, And Jesus said to him, Why callest thou me good? None is good save one, that is God. He turns it on what the man said. And then verse number 20, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor thy father and thy mother. Now watch his response to Jesus. He says, Have you done all those? Now, can anybody answer those that they've never done those? Think about those. Commit adultery, do not kill, do not steal. No one's no, not stolen anything. And I'm not talking about lately. I'm talking about before you were saved, amen? And then it says, if you keep reading, do not bear false witness. How many of you have ever bared false witness? Anybody lied in here? I mean, we all do, don't we? I'd like to ask that question on April 16th, Amen. People lie. So you ask them all these questions and honor thy father and thy mother. And what does he answer in verse number 21? And he said, all these have I kept from my youth up. Now, if you've been in this church long enough, you've heard me say this. Did you notice which commandments Jesus asked him? He asked him all the commandments that deal with people. He did not ask him the first three that dealt with God. But in his mind, he's thinking, I've treated people right my whole life. There's not a person in here that's done right to every person they've met. And I'm not saying we're crooks and we've, we've done things on purposely wrong, but sometimes we treat people wrong and we don't even know it. And so here he asks this guy, and this guy says, listen, I want to know what's in, how to inherit Christ, um, eternal life. And he asks him all the ones. He said, I've done these since, the, since my youth. Jesus knew that this man had an issue. He knew who his God was. 
and it wasn't Jesus. He asked him this question as you keep reading in the next verse. It says this. It says, now when Jesus heard these things. Now, he's, he's hearing the answer of what he says, and then he says this. He says, he said unto him, yet... Lackest thou one thing, sell all that thou hast and distribute unto the poor, and thou shalt have, have treasure in heaven, and come, follow me. You say, well, he's telling us to sell everything. The preacher's going to want us to sell everything. That's not, what, that's not what Jesus is saying to him. He's wanting to know what's going to hold this man back from following him. And the thing that was going to hold him back was his treasures. And sometimes that's what holds us back. We say, well, I can't relate to this person. Well, I sure can. I understand what he's saying. Keep reading in the next verse. And when he heard this, he was very what? Happy? No, he's sorrowful. He said he was very sorrowful for he was what? He wasn't just rich, he was very rich. Now as I look at this story, when people, have ans- when people, have, people want answers, I just did some calculations. It's been over 2,000 years since he's heard Jesus say this to him. Now, we don't know the end result. He might have later on down the road sold his stuff, followed Jesus. We don't know. It doesn't ever tell the story anymore about him. But if he didn't, for 2,000 years, he's thought about that answer. And I would say he's thought about it more than one time during like what we would call a day period. Just to put it in perspective, if this is the case and he's been in hell for 2,000 years, it's been 730,000 days to us. 730,000 days he's been there. It's an amazing statement if you think about it. Not a day goes by or a moment goes by that he doesn't think about what Jesus said. And he was so close. He had had a question. People in 2021, they're going to have questions. They're going to say, well, and, and let me say this. If you had something bad happen to you in 2021, use it for good. Because if someone walks up to me and says, I just don't understand what happened in 2021, I can say, well, I guarantee you my life was harder than your life, but God's still good. Right? How many believe God's good? Raise your hand. Man, He's good all the time, isn't He? And as I look at this, I think people have answers, and we have, they have questions, and we have the answer. So let's look at the second one. Not only do people have, have questions, answers, they want answers, but people need us. Aren't you thankful that people need you? Doesn't it make you feel good when someone wants you? You know, we've, we've got to see that God has something for us. Let's look and go back to Proverbs chapter 20. We're going to look at two stories real quick. Proverbs chapter 20. You were in Proverbs 19 a while ago, but let's go to Proverbs chapter 20, and I want you to see this. The word divers, when you see the word divers in the Bible, it's not talking about scuba divers. It's usually meaning many Many different things. Now, let's look in in, um, Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 10. It says in verse number 10, it says, Divers' weights and divers' measures, both of them are like an abomination to the Lord. Now, divers' weights is is just something that you carry with you, and and it it refers to stones in this particular um, portion of Scripture. So, how many of you, when you came to church, was carrying some stones in your pocket? Big rocks. Now go to the next one, it says divers measures. This actually refers to water or gallons of things. And if you break it down, it actually means nine gallons. How many of you brought nine gallons of of water or some liquid with you to church? 
just carried it around. What happens if you're carrying stones and you're carrying liquids with you? It's going to slow you down. What's the Bible saying this? It says in, in verse number 10, um, it says at the very end of verse number 10, it says, um, both of them are, are, are like an abomination to the Lord. What's abomination? It's a strong hatred. God doesn't want us to be weighed down. Now look at the next verse, verse number 11. I like this verse. Even a child is known by his doings, whether his works be pure or whether it be right. This is talking about the good things that children do. Anybody be, was blessed this Christmas where you went to Walmart and you got to see the, the, the demon child at Walmart? That you can hear from all over Walmart? And don't kid yourself, what do you do? You, dro you, you drive your cart in that area so you can see what the child looks like? And then thank God the child does not look like you? Here's talking about the goodness of a child. Even as a child, you're known by your good works if they're pure. Now, every child has their moment. Don't say, well, that's probably my child. I've had my child do some things, and we've had to correct them. And it's easy for me to say that now because my children are in their 20s. I'm thankful we corrected them. But they were known by the way they act. You know how, and Denver, I think you would say the same thing. If, if we, you know how I judge some of the missionaries? We have missions conference. When we sit down, we eat a meal. Because you watch the children. You say, Pastor Wagner, that's judging people. It absolutely is, amen? But I don't think I want to support somebody while I'm eating there and they grab a handful of mashed potatoes and throw them at me and hit me in the face. Oh, those are such sweet kids. Oh, I can't wait to spend some more time with them. And, and praise God, we've had some great missionary and great missionary kids. We brought the children's kids here. They had eight kids. Was it eight or nine? Nine. Was it nine? Well, you lose track after about four. But, you know, I, I got to spend a lot of time with them and sit down and eat with them, and they were good kids. I came over and ate at our house. Nothing was broken, taken, or I don't think anything was just ruined. Amen? We had a good time with them. But the Bible says, listen, you have all these weights in your life. It's an abomination. We've got to have a balanced life. Keep going, and there's another verse in here in, in Proverbs chapter 20. Go to verse number 23. Here it comes again. Divers' weights are an abomination of the Lord, and a false balance is not good. Look at verse number 24. Man's going are of the Lord's. How can a man then understand his own way? We've got to rely on God and quit putting things in our lives. Sometimes we put things in our lives, and, and it ends up hurting us. Amen? So, I want to give you, how many of you are visual people? Okay, all right. How many of you just, you, you'd rather read the book, amen? All right, well, I'm a visual person. Every deacon that came in today asked me the same question. Are we having communion? Like, no, we're not having communion. We are having an illustration, amen? If we're having communion, it's pretty empty. I just want to point, I want to give you an illustration where you can see what God wants you to do. How does God want you to live? Okay, now these represent a person, okay? This is the inside of you, or inside of a person, okay? Everybody see that? These are exactly equal, right? Does God ever do anything for you? Sure he does, all right? Now these, now some of you, I'm going to get some of your interest up with this. 
These represent events that happen in your life or problems that you have in your life. And, and everybody has some. I didn't break that, did I? Okay. Um, you say, what do golf balls have to do with life? They're just things that take up your, your time. Um, maybe it's a hobby. Maybe it's an attitude. You think an attitude will affect you? Anybody ever, ever have a bad attitude? So for, for my sanity, I'm not going to say anybody's perfect, so I'm going to put a few golf balls in this side, all right? It's like that monkey, he can't get his hand out of there. Okay, all right. And so, but I want to really talk to you about this person over here. This person has a lot of things in their life. And you know what it does? It ends up taking a lot of space up in their life. Isn't that what happens in your life? Okay, well, wait. Just so you understand how I feel. All you golfers are like, now these are old golf balls, okay? We just keep adding things into our life. Well, didn't anticipate. And what happens eventually in our life? It starts filling up, doesn't it? You ever fill up something in your life? It doesn't have to be something bad. Satan doesn't have to do bad things in your life, right? I'll give you an illustration. When I was at the hospital, they always have these volunteers in the hospital. Even to this day, they had them. When I had my surgery, there was a lady that would come up in the hospital surgeon room and they would, they would call, in the waiting room, and they would call and they would tell, give Ann updates. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. In fact, that's a good thing to do. It's a good thing to take up your time. You're helping others. But if it overtakes what God wants you to do, it's a problem. It starts filling up our life. And that's not what God wants. Well, here's some more things. Maybe it's a car. Maybe it's a house. Maybe it's too your house being too clean. I'm just kidding. All right. Um, maybe it's a dog, a dog, a dog, a dog, a dog. Maybe it's, I'm not even going to look at Larry Hilton right now. Maybe it's fishing. Is Larry looking at me? Okay. Maybe, Ray, it's golfing. Maybe it's I'm picking on people. Painting. Oh. oh. Maybe it's, where's Alan at? Working on your car. Maybe it's farm animals. Anybody got those? You see how your life starts filling up? Can it fill up pretty quick? You think God wants you to have a diver's weight? You think He wants us to live our life like this? Or do you think He... he and we're never going to get rid of everything. Don't, I, we're not going to be perfect. But I think God would much rather us be like this than like this. How many of you agree with that? Okay. There's a verse in the Bible. Um, let me read the verse. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. It says this. It says, Be ye not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. How many of you think God wants to fill, your spirit, fill you with the Spirit? And He can only fill what you'll allow Him to have. And so often, I live my life like this, and God's trying to fill it. 
when God wants me to live like this. And there's nothing wrong with having a few things in your life. But don't let it overtake you. 2021 can be take, overtaken real quickly because our schedules are all messed up. And we'll wake up one day. Do you realize, remember when Christmas came along, you thought, oh, Lord, it's Christmas time. What's the Holy Spirit wanting to do? He's wanting to fill us with His... He wants us to fill us. And by the way, in that verse, the word spirit starts with a, a, a big S. And that's what God wants us. He wants us not to be like this. He wants us to be like this. So to illustrate a step further, what's the Holy Spirit? What's the Holy Spirit's job in your life? It's there to comfort you. It's there to guide you. If you've got enough room in there, guess what? It's going to be okay. But if your life's like this, to kind of show you, let's say this is the Holy Spirit. They're about even, right? If this is my life and the Holy Spirit's trying to fill me like the Bible says, guess what? I can pour this whole thing in there. Right? Visual, watch. If this is what my life's like, Hmm. By the way, golf balls do not float. You know how I know that? I've been on a golf course with a lake. And I've lost many golf balls. But let's just say our life is like this. Sometimes God looks at my life and he sees this. This is not what God wants in my life. And so we take some stuff out. But we live sometimes right here. Anybody there? Don't raise your hand, but I'm telling you, this is, this is where I'm at sometimes. Got to do this, got to do that, got to do this, got to do that. And not everything in here is bad. But that sure is how we, we live. And look what the Holy Spirit has in mind for me. But I'll never see it. Because he can't fill something that's already filled. We've got to watch our attitude. And I'm not talking to anybody in here particularly, but I'm saying, isn't this what God wants? Does God want this in your life? Or does he want this? There's always going to be things in your life. But you just need to see this, that God does not want you to live your life like this. He wants us to live like that. You know, I can go in there and I could put some of this water over there. I don't want to live and go, go up to heaven and say, God, why didn't you feel me like you should have? And he's going to say, because of this. What's filling your heart up? The Bible says we have many devices in our heart. But visually, when you see it this way, you, you tr truly understand what's going on. I want to look at one more point and we'll be done. One of my favorite verses in, the, in Proverbs, and you'll go, this is a weird favorite verse, is the last one. People want answers. People need us to be like the one on your left, my, uh, on, on not your right. But here's the, the last thing. People should see Christ in us. Now, if you underline any, any um, verses in your Bible... Take a look at this verse. Um, and you'll go, I think he wrote the wrong verse. Proverbs 21, 31? 
What does this have to do with people, people should see Christ in us? Well, it's interesting. This verse is broken into two different segments. And I relate to the first one, but I sure do understand the second one. First part of this verse says this. The horse is prepared against the day of battle. Don't you love watching those army shows when it's, when it's horse, people on horses? And you see how they decorate and they, they, they put armor around the horses? Why? Because if you shoot the horse, it can't run. Right? And so they, 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 they put this horse, they get it prepared. And what do you do with the horse when it's preparing for battle? Make sure it's fed, been fed. It's ready to run. It has all the legs are okay. Nothing wrong with it. Make sure the hooves are cleaned out. They're ready to go. They, put, they might put some, some armor on the horse. And we do all these things, and the horse is prepared against the day of battle, and we think, we've done all we can do. Let me say this to you in 2021. You can do all that you can do, but it won't be enough. It won't. Because when you keep reading that verse, how many of you found that in your Bible? Proverbs 21, 31. The last part is very interesting. It says the horse is prepared against the day of battle. And that's what we do. If this happens, if this happens, okay. I don't know if I shared with you my little thing that I, that I have a problem with. My name is Walter. I have a problem. My problem is every time I go to Walmart, I have to buy toilet paper or paper towels. I don't know why. <laughs> Wendell, I took, I took inventory the other day. And my, both my daughters said, I think you're a hoarder. I, over, I have over 100, I think 160 rolls of toilet, uh, paper towels at my house. I have over almost 300 rolls of toilet paper. So if your house is ever covered in toilet paper, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm going to sell it on Amazon.com and make millions. We can prepare and we can prepare and we can prepare. We could do all that we want. But you know what I like this, about this verse? This is the last part of this verse. It says, the, as the horse is prepared against the day of battle, and there's going to be some battles, there's going to be some problems, and it's good to be prepared. But at the very end of the day, the last part of the verse has to kick in. Look at the last part of the verse. But safety is of the Lord. Amen. It's not got to do with anything that I prepare about. It's got everything to do with what God is in my life. And He's the one that is going to give safety. What's the biggest thing when you're going to battle? Safety. The Bible says in, Paul says that it talks about enduring as a, hard, as, as a, a good soldier. And then he talks about entangling himself with what? With things of this world. We get wrapped up in things of this world, we end up being like that. And God wants us to be like that. We're never going to be perfect, and your preacher's never asking you to be perfect. We're people. We're going to do things wrong. And we're going to have to go to people in this auditorium one time, maybe more than one time, and say, I'm sorry for what I did. I'm sorry for what I said. Sorry that I didn't act like I should. Sorry I had an attitude. I know none of you have attitudes, but I can get an attitude pretty quick. But we've got to see that God wants us to find safety in Him. I don't know what's going to happen in 2021. But I sure do have a God that knows. 
and he's never, ever going to put me through something I can't handle with him. I can prepare and prepare and prepare. It won't make a difference. Safety is of the Lord. I've never understood one thing, and maybe somebody can help me. We've got some police officers in here, but you see these people that do this, and, and I would never do this, but they'll go out and they'll take a shotgun or they'll take a pistol and they'll shoot it in the air. Right off the bat, I'm thinking, it's got to come down somewhere. Sometimes that's how our life is. We don't realize there's some, that bullet's going to come down somewhere. And I hope I'm not walking in my backyard when it does. Look at that last part of the verse. Safety is of the Lord. I don't know what's going to happen in 2021, but I do know this. People want answers. And we've got the answers. Number two, people need us to be able to answer. And number three, people should see Christ in us. See, because whenever I prepare and I prepare and I prepare for a battle, it's all about me. But whenever I truly realize that safety is of the Lord, it's not about me anymore. It's about God. So 2021, Proverbs 19, 21, there are many devices in a man's heart. What are we putting into it? What are we seeking for? Well, if I only had this or only had that, objects will not make you happy. I am six foot four. I weigh over, a little over 200 and some pounds, amen? I, 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 my favorite vehicle is that Hummer because I can get in and out of it. Did you notice that my wife and her daddy were late today? You know why? They went out to that car that I love and the battery was dead. Even things that you love are going to let you down. Where are you getting this? And I like this. It says, nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. God is not going to let you down on his, on his counsel. When God tells you to do something, you better do it. How many of you have ever known that God wanted you to do something you didn't do it? How many of you have ever done that? And then you figure it out later, and if you would have just listened to God, it would have been okay. I want you to do some research this week. Look at the story of Jonah. Find out how long it takes for him to get from where he was to the city God wanted him to go. And he went his own way, opposite of where he was going, and find out if he made it there on time still. Because he did. Sometimes we read the story and go, wow. And God put him right where he needed to be. And he was right where maybe he didn't want to be, but God knew exactly what he needed every step of the way. I want, in 2021, to be able to answer questions that people have about my God. Sure does love me, doesn't he? Sure does love you. Well, you don't understand what I'm going through. I don't have to understand this to understand that God still cares for me. God sure does love me. And I want people to see Christ in me. And what I don't want is I don't want all these things in my life where God has no room for me. 
I want Him to fill me with the Holy Spirit, and I want God to use me in a miraculous way, just like, like I hope you do too. 2021 can be a great year, no matter what happens. There's been times that some th bad things have happened to me, and you know what I thank, thank, thank the Lord for? Sense of humor. Because there's been times when there's been some terrible things happen to me, and I just look at it and go, <laughs> and I start laughing. Because you know why? I know that God still cares for me. And you know who's going to try to get you to fill this all up with stuff? It's not God. It's Satan. And he's going to disguise it in many different ways. And we're going to, we're going to go, okay, I want one more thing, I want one more thing, one more thing. And yet God's sitting back there and going, I sent my son to this earth. There was not even room in the inn for, for him. He died on a cross in a lonely death. He was put in a lonely tomb. But he got out of there. And what he wants us to do is just make room for him.